This podcast contains detailed plot spoilers, adult language, and mature themes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to a podcast of Rare Antiquities. We're continuing our watch through of Star Trek Picard. This is episode four, and I am your host, Jeff. And this is Harry returning from the dead once again. Once again, that's good. I got more lives than a cat. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's my goal. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and this is all thematically appropriate, obviously, for... <laughs> The show here. So anyway, uh, let's jump in here. So episode four of, uh, of Picard. Yeah. Absolute candor. So what did you think of this episode, Harry? Uh, not bad. Thought it was a decent episode that, you know, it has its ups and downs like, uh, most TV shows out there, uh, in a particular episode, but it was not a fantastic episode, but it was not a horrendous episode. I do like some some parts of this episode, which I'm sure we'll get into, but overall, not bad. Yeah, I think I'm in the same place uh, as well. This was this was okay. It got it got going a little bit. Uh, so let's take a look uh, at some of the details here. So uh, we start with another flashback again. So to 14 years ago on the planet Vashti, where it seems, uh, yeah. So Picard and uh, company have uh, relocated some Romulans here. So we've got a little refugee camp. And, uh, yeah, so we, uh, we get a little look at, at this sort of post evacuation situation here and this culture they've got. And then, uh, this sect of warrior Romulan nuns, I guess, and this young boy they've taken in. So, and, uh, and Picard and his, uh, obviously regulation safari outfit. <laughs> That's right. Patrick Stewart really has some kind of adverse. <laughs> restriction or some kind of restriction saying i am as much as i can i'm not getting back to that starfleet uniform yeah it seems that way doesn't it we we've caught him in it well it's just weird because we caught him in it last was that the beginning of last episode or is that the episode before i think that was last episode right at the start in the flashback he was wearing that's right the uh the fan the fan cosplay uniform and he he was wearing in the wondering sequence in the in the pilot he was wearing the original uh yeah so Yeah, but it's weird, right? He's he doesn't see. I don't know. Maybe it's his off off duty hours or something, or maybe he's an admiral. He just doesn't have time for that that shit anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, um, it's it's kind of you know it's kind of odd because he is still part of Starfleet, so you would think that there is some you know <laughs> there's regulation there, right? <laughs> it's it's like Riker to row. <laughs> Your hair is not <laughs> or Kirk to uh, 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 Savig. <laughs> is that is that regulation? That's regulation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess he just he just doesn't give a shit. I guess when you're an admiral, you just don't you have the luxury of not giving a shit anymore. I don't know. Uh it's a little jarring, but I suppose it's fine. I mean, you know, I can understand the perspective, you know, you guys, you know, it's a hot day, you're on set all day, you, you know, want to be stuffed into those uniforms for too long. So, so he starts a sort of relationship with that orphan boy that the the nuns have taken in. Uh, I believe his name is Elnor, and uh, oh, I, uh, it's not Elron. I thought Elron Musk or <laughs> El El Elnor. You said Elnor, yeah. Elnor, okay. yeah. Still, it's still definitely a Middle Earth name. So, yes, uh, all of the elves <laughs> and space jokes are still still apply. So, yes, 
it's, it's like a little bit more creativity could have gone to this name. Like, L- yeah, I guess. L- yeah. L- 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 okay. L Ron. L Ron. L. How's my, te- how's my Tesla stock doing? L L Ron. Okay. Yeah. sounds about right. Sounds good. <laughs> they do. Okay. Here. I mean, it's, it's, I guess we see a softer side of Picard, which like, I think that makes sense to me from, you know, if you take a look at his character arc, I mean, he definitely did look like he was softening up in the later years of TNG and through the movies, right? He's a little less stiff these days. So I think it's kind of, it's all right. I mean, it's fine, I guess. As a yeah, he's, he's come a long way from Captain Picard Day. So. Yes. Yes, he has. Uh, <laughs> I still love the Riker little. <laughs> What'd you think, number one? <laughs> it's like a little, little stuffed doll. I, I wanted that there actually in, <laughs> it'd be awesome if, when he went back to that kind of museum, yeah. you know, his little antiquity stop there is, uh, that'd be a little picture of Riker doing that pose with the thing <laughs> and right beside the Captain Picard Day banner. I think that would have been. Oh, because he had the little doll, right? Yes. Yeah, the, he had yeah, the little doll. Was, but I just didn't want funny. the doll. I wanted Riker in that picture. Still, you know, making fun of him, but that's just me. <laughs> Maybe just Riker trapped in there for all the time. <laughs> Yeah, yes. Oh, man. He, he, he actually turns into the Neanderthal. Yeah. <laughs> from that yeah. one episode. So. No, but actually, I, I did, going back to the episode, I loved this aspect, his relationship with El, so I'm going to get it, I want to get it right, El Nor? Yeah. El Nor. So, what, what was nice about it is, you're right, shows a different side to Captain Picard or Admiral Picard there. He did soften up as the series went on. So this is a natural progression. And I think as you, you know, you observe people getting older, they do tend to soften up in, in that aspect. And he obviously wants to forge a very good relationship with these uh, refugees. You know, it's a very personal mission for him. And, th- and that's good. And you know what I really liked about it? My favorite scene was when he was, uh, you know, it was nice, nice throwback to the fencing and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. my, my favorite scene was when he was sitting looking at the stars with Elnor, a young mm-hmm. Elnor there. And it reminded me of that scene of, um, his uh, nephew looking mm-hmm. out into the stars. So he's kind mm-hmm. of, you know, bridging, you know, having that kind of sense of a second chance. Here's a relationship he can have with, not that he's saying he's trying to replace his nephew, but. He's probably longing for some of a missed opportunity to have that relationship with his nephew, mm-hmm. in a sense, and he's having it here with Elnor. So I, I like these scenes. I thought this was yeah. actually the strongest part of the of the show of this particular episode. Yeah, I yeah, this is good. It, so so far, the flashbacks are are more compelling than the present day in, in large part. So uh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely not a compliment. But anyway. Uh, but we get back to the present day when we're on board the ship at warp speed. And this is kind of our first look at the crew all together in one, well, I guess having a conversation together. So they have the holographic recreation of Picard's office from the vineyard and all four, it's four of them, right? One, two, three, four. All four of them like kind of have their, their, are bantering on the, uh, on the holodeck there. So this is our first sort of, interaction of them as an ensemble. So let's talk about that a little bit. What what did you think of their of the scene and their chemistry? So here's the first thing. Before we get into the chemistry and the scene itself, I'm a little confused on why he wants to recreate Chateau Picard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's strange. I think from a 
budget perspective, this is obviously a budgetary decision. Is they had, they were using a, the set or this place for a filming. And to save money into building a new set, it looks like they just wanted to use this and film, film as many scenes as they can here mm-hmm. to save money. But yeah. it doesn't make sense from a character or a story perspective because he says, I need to leave this place. Cause he had that scene, you know, he was saying my, he tried his best yeah. and he failed miserably. So the lesson is never try. So, you know, <laughs> the lesson is Homer, just don't try stuff. <laughs> no, it's the whole lesson from Homer. Yeah, you tried your best, but you failed miserably. <laughs> so, so, no, but when he's thinking about going back out into space and he's, you know, back to square one, dreaming about all the adventure and getting away from there, this was never his home. And mm-hmm. he pretty much says that he tried, but it wasn't, it didn't suit him. And the call to adventure, the the wagon train to the stars, or whatnot. So I'm I'm a little perplexed as to from a character standpoint why he's trying to recreate that again. But I'm not saying he needs to recreate his ready room from from the Enterprise D. But it just didn't make sense that we're going back here again. Yeah, it did seem like an odd choice. You know, like I don't know, maybe he thinks of it like fondly as if it's like a hotel or something, and he's okay to you know. <laughs> Well, it is a nice hotel. You know? let, let, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's, it's not home, but sure, I'll visit it every once in a while. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I had the same thought as you. I think it just didn't seem to be consistent with what his wanting to go go back out into space there. So, but I had, yeah, exactly. I had the same thought, like cost-cutting, budgetary yes. reasons here. And that kind of makes me wonder why the entire interior of the ship isn't one big holodeck. Because um, then they can make yeah. it whatever they want, right? Like, it could... They could go wherever they want, like they could make it whatever whatever facilities they needed, whatever office anybody needed, have as large uh, quarters as you can imagine because you've got a holodeck there. Uh, I don't know. That's that's neither here nor there. That doesn't really have anything to do with anything. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, let's um, let's talk about the crew then. So this, uh, this scene here with the crew, what did you think about this? Early days, I like some of the bantering that they're having. Makes sense. You know, is this the point where... I don't think this is the point where Rafi challenges him on they're going to back to Vashti. I think that's a bit later from what my memory serves. So they're just really talking about No, this is mission. that this is that part, yeah. This is I'm still that part, but I think pretty sure, mainly, yeah. But I think mainly they're still talking are they still talking about why he's coming out here? Is, is this kind of oh, the I argument? See. Well that I I mean when they're all cause like they're he's in the he's in the holodeck there mm. with the um other what what do they call the the hospitality hologram or whatever yeah hospitality yeah. program hospitality program because there's like four different yeah EMHs I, now right well and I I wouldn't say we wouldn't shouldn't call them EMHs because now no, we should because that's the just for medical hologram we have the medical we have the EMH we got we the hospitality one and now you have a navigational one and it looks like a weapons guy yeah 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 so, so yeah I think we're up to four emergency. We'll call them EXHs and fill in the X as you like. <laughs> That's right. That's actually not bad. I should patent that. Okay. Um, yeah, because he's in there with the hospitality hologram, and they're all on the bridge talking about him. So that's their kind of first scene together. And then they all get back together with him in his uh, holographic vineyard office. That's right. I, I, I right. only thing I recall is I still was not impressed with some of the writing. In this scene, even though, uh, you know, you're getting a little bit more of a window. We, we want these, these people to interact here so they can bond together as a quasi crew. 
And that's good. So I'm glad they're having scenes together. It just, I don't think the writing was still very strong. That was my, my memory going back into watching this couple days ago. I wish I remembered specifically what they were talking about. I think it was still like the, the overall mission on what he's trying to do. Mm -hmm. He's talking about Maddox and this and that. And then I think later they talk about, um, Rafi confronts him about uh, going back to Vashti. That's right. Yeah. So. And I also think that the Allison Pill character, her name is Agnes something. She's obviously the fish out of water character here, which is fine. I mean, it's a bit cliche, especially for the 24th century. I'm still a little confused on some of her motivations. I know she's saying that she can help and she has the background and this and the knowledge and the intellect to help on this kind of particular mission, but she did leave the a very prestigious position at the Daystrom Institute. So to, to accompany them and she seems a little really out of place here. Maybe that's part of the point, but I just kind of feel it. I find it odd that someone who's part of the Daystrom Institute, that they're kind of strange going into space just doesn't seem just for some reason it doesn't fit. I don't know why, but she, you know, it's the acting is still okay. It's not like any, anyone's doing a bad job. I'm just, I, I think people are still trying to find their groove. We're only in episode four. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have to be a bit forgiving, but I don't, I don't think the writing is as tight as it needs to be for these characters with, I think with the exception of the captain here, because we get a bit more backstory later on, you know, he's got some, cause she's, she's, Agnes is questioning him about how she's bored. She's gone through all of her medical stuff and studying mm-hmm. articles and whatnot. And she says she was trying to find some entertainment uh, mm-hmm. on the ship and he was only had Klingon opera right. Klingon right, stuff right. and I thought that was an interesting thread there that they could maybe explore a little bit more hopefully they will with the character so they're starting to drop a little bit a little nuggets here which is good but with 10 episodes only you know I hope we get more backstory on some of these characters but at the same time because this is a serialized storytelling you can't dwell on these characters too much so they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place they can't mm-hmm. really take an episode to say, here's Agnes's episode, here's the captain's episode, here's Rafi's episode. Right. So that's not going to yeah. happen. So we have to kind of let that go and those expectations go and hopefully they develop organically. It's hard to say because it's only episode four, right? Yeah. And they're finally all together. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And that'll, I mean, that, I want to talk about a little bit about that in a bit here. Okay, so the whole point, I guess the whole point of this episode here is to get to Vashti. Picard wants to seek out the... Older Elnor, I guess, because he figures he's going to be really good with that uh, with that sword now. Um, okay, now question for you: Did he okay. specifically go there to recruit him, or because they were passing by there? Because he had that one scene with Rafi, which was a nice scene. He kind of admitted to her that I may never have a chance to pass by yeah. her again. This is the last time because he knows because of his medical illness and the the nature of their mission, which is dangerous. That he may not be alive much longer, so this is why he's going here before Free Cloud, where mm-hmm. apparently Maddox is. So I get that's another thing we should talk about because it looks like Maddox might be alive, but we'll see. But what do you think of that? Like I, I'm just curious if you if you thought he was specifically going there for Elnor because I think he was still kind of surprised to see him a little bit. I he did he did ask that lady. Mm-hmm. I thought he would she would find a place for him, right? Yeah, good point. That's that's a good point. He did say that. I thought you would have found a place for him. So, yeah, that could be. I, I think he probably went there to to check up on everybody, and it's possible he was going to ask where Elnor was, though. Like, that's... Or try to recruit somebody else to his 
task. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, that's, that's good... right. I think he did drop a line that these people yeah. are, you know, the warrior. Right. Warrior is still, uh, if that's the case, still, you know, he has a really good relationship with the Klingon Empire. That's another thing I want to point Well, out he might that, not anymore he, though. Yeah. Like, that was a long time ago, right? That, that's right. So I know he doesn't want to specifically ask Worf, which is fine. Let's let that go. But I'm also wanting to drop a line here, and I don't want to get sidetracked. We can talk about it later. I really wish we would get a little bit of better sense of the state of the militaristic politics that is going on in the Alpha Quadrant here. Mm. And I think there's mm-hmm. another thing. Wasn't Vashti in the Beta Quadrant? They specifically say that. Yeah, but the the Federation always spanned Alpha and Beta Quadrants. Like the like Earth is like right on the line between the two. I believe. Is that the case? Okay. Yes, that is my understanding. Yeah, it's not the Maybe first I'm time not. we visited the Beta Quadrant in in uh, even Classic Trek. I think uh, it's come up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll let that, anyways, I'll let that go. But I just kind of wish we had a better sense of what's going on in, in the state of like the typical races: Romulans, Klingons, Vulcans, Cardassians, Bsovia, what they are, right? All what's happening in the galaxy right now? Is there peace? Yeah, there I don't know. I I wish they. I I don't want to get dragged into those stories. It'd just be nice to see know what's happening in the background. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that's just. I know they're not focused on that. I just it'd be nice to know what that is though. Yeah, I wouldn't mind knowing as well. I just I guess and this kind of like brings me to what I was going to say before. It's like the structure that they've chosen. For this series, it, it reminds me, it, this just struck me earlier as I was reading a book and this is laid out like it's a novel where like the pace is different in a novel. Like you actually you spend a lot of time picking up your characters and kind of delving into backstory. And then the book kind of, you know, book will often then just sort of like reach its climax as it like pulls all of these threads that it's been exploring through it. Right. TV show is, yeah. It feels like that's what they're trying to do here. I just, I mean, you've got Patrick Stewart back. You've got a Borg cube. You've got Brent Spiner hanging around. You know, you've, you're bringing in data and Romulans, like you're bringing in all this stuff. And we're on episode four of a 10, like we're almost halfway through and we're still, we're nowhere, you know? So I'm like, you got Patrick Stewart back and for, and this is, this is how you're using that. Like, I like, like, I'm not bored. I'm not watching the episodes going, Oh, I can't stand this. Like, that's not how, that's not it. But it's just interesting that this is how they chose to do this show, considering what a get it is to, to be able to do this. You know, I think that they should have done, I don't really like to try to rewrite stuff on this on our show here but i feel like they should have done maybe like a more cinematic like 90 minute pilot kind of like discovery did and they could have got these four episodes like everything we needed out of these four episodes they probably could have done in like a 90 minute movie like pilot mm-hmm. you know and then and then boom we're we're going and we've got enough time to do a lot of good stuff we only have six episodes now we haven't even talked about the Borg Cube stuff this week, which I never thought this was possible that you could, like, if you would just tell me, okay, we got Romulans doing this secret experiment on a derelict Borg Cube, I'd be like, awesome, I want to watch that. And every time we switch to the Borg Cube, I go, oh, can I get it? I'm going to get it. I'm going to go get a beer. Yeah, I, yeah, when we get there, I was going to say the same thing. 
Yeah. I was going to say, you can talk about it yourself. I'm going to go grab a beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Soji's okay, but this Narek guy. Oh, he's, yeah, ugh. it's not good. And I, and it's, yeah, we just don't know enough. And, and no. I, and again, now Hugh again is dropped this week and uh, I want to know more. You want to, you, you have him there. You, you integrate him more into the story. Because mm-hmm. to me, it was going to be a very important, to me, I thought it was going to be a very important part of the story. He'd be more, you know, integral mm-hmm. to what's happening. And it's just like, he looks like he was named, like, you know, here's a quick cameo and now it's not important anymore. Hopefully that's not the case, but yeah, they need to make I'm it a bit more sure interesting. Sure, it'll come back. Yeah, they need to do something with it. Like, they're just, they're just biding time with that storyline, like. They just need to check in every week, so they do another little tidbit, but it's not really necessary, especially no, this week. Yeah, because they're waiting for Picard to finally catch up right. to all that. Yeah. Exactly. So then, and and so that was that's just not, I don't know, that's not a great way of doing it because nothing's happening over on that on the cube. If there was actually something unfolding out over there, as opposed to just you know Soji and uh, Narek doing their you know doing their stalking slide down the fucking air vent and his sister just acting as evil as can be and a little bit rapey. Yeah. Like, like nothing's happening. Yeah. It was really weird. No, all those, all those scenes in this episode, what you did, you just mentioned those two set pieces were not good. No, they were not at all. And that's really unfortunate. Uh, but I guess like everything that happens down on the planet when they, when we go back to, uh, to what the, to find what's his name there, space uh, space elf uh, Elnor and on Vashti. So, what did you think of this? Okay, so he tries to recruit the kid, or there's a young man now. Kind of blows him off a little bit. They have a they have a little bit of a throwdown, verbal throwdown, and so we can talk about that a little bit. And then Picard goes to that bar, which says Romulans only, hmm. and he picks up the sign, makes the big show of it, throws it on the ground, steps on it. Walks and, in. and then he goes, Jalon True. Hello. Jalon True. <laughs> I'm gonna spit, I'm gonna spit on your sign. Fuck this shit. Yeah. Hello. Like, <laughs> I was what, laughing. What were they trying to do with this scene? Like, maybe, like, I could understand if there was some sort of subjugated race there that weren't allowed in, but it's. But it's all Romulans. Like, yeah, they're kind of down on their luck and maybe just, maybe, maybe those Romulans just want to be left alone. <laughs> You know, I, yeah. I don't know that I would have been fucking with their shit all that much. No, no, like I, would, I, I was just as confused, hundred percent. I mean, like, there's only Romulans on this planet, or yeah. in this in this area of the planet, at least this refugee camp, right? Right. And I don't know what he's trying, what the show's trying to say here, because you know they're trying to make a commentary. I think we talked about why is Patrick Stewart coming back? He wants yeah. to touch on certain social commentary, what's happening in the world. You got Trump shit happening here you got the refugee the middle eastern strife which might be part of what's which is definitely part of what's happened with mm-hmm. with uh the romulan people here they've lost their home even through its natural disaster instead of uh you know civil war and all that stuff it, but in this scene it doesn't make a lot of sense because they found a place they seem to be self-sufficient mm-hmm. even though they don't have all their people and they're still upset that the federation seemingly abandoned them and i want to talk about that too so they're right to be angry and i can understand why some of them might be angry at picard because he would be the face of that Mm -hmm. did you did you get a whiff of the captain on the ship he was saying that they have he has a statue down there or or raffi said something like that yeah she said yeah i think she was she was making a joke about it right that she's like yeah why aren't you gonna go see your statue surely they've 
have one of you or something, something like yeah. that. I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that. that. I was like, yeah, that was good. Thing. That was funny. He, he was probably got, got down there and he was looking around. Where's my statue? <laughs> Where's my statue? <laughs> They had, they built one, but they took it down because the glare off of the bald head <laughs> burned everybody's eyes. So they had to, they had to take it down. Yeah. So they tried putting a toupee on it first, but it didn't look good. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it would be like, like going to a Syrian refugee camp and, and like there would be like a little bar that they've set up that says Syrians only and then taking the sign down and be like, Oh, why are you guys so racist? Like as like a white person walking in being like, Oh, I should be welcome here too. Like it doesn't, didn't, doesn't track. So. I was like, is he just trying, is he deliberately trying to piss them off? Like, is he, like, what's he doing here? And no, I don't know. I was know. confused. I was yeah. confused. It just seemed like it was just something that the writers and the director, and you know, we, this is Frakes directing this too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep, it's Frakes. So I'm, I was a little baffled as to this decision. He should have just yeah. walked in there and let, let the car yeah. be organic just by him sitting yeah. down calmly and peacefully. Yeah. Cause he's still a man of peace. Like he's pissed at Elnor later that he killed that guy. Yeah, that's right. And boy, did Elnor kill that guy. Oh, that let's just say that was sweet. <laughs> that was pretty great. <laughs> I love his line first. Is like choose to live, and no, he sure doesn't choose to live. He gets he gets killed hard and fast. That yeah, he sword. You should have said live free or die, Robin. <laughs> I don't know. Live free and die. Yeah, Oof. that sword cut through his neck like it was a bag of grape jelly. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was it. That guy was out. Oh man, that was good. I, I mean, I, I wanted to see Patrick Stewart fight a little bit more with the sword, but probably not super practical to expect him to do that. <laughs> no, he might break his hip. You know, yeah, he you might don't break want his that. Hip. I don't know uh, if he survived. Is, if he survived the uh, the Soji explosion without breaking <laughs> both of his oh. hips and all of his ribs. That's right. I want to just say one thing: is the recording of that of. Picard flying back yeah. from that thing from a couple episodes ago. I just laughed. That adult, that he would have been dead. Oh, he was so dead. But <laughs> I he, don't care what kind of tech. He's done. He didn't even have to go to the hospital. He just woke up on his couch. Yeah, I know. That's hilarious. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So I love the end here. They get back to the ship, and they've been kind of sneaking around a little bit. And that original series Romulan bird yes, prey. That was awesome. Oh, that was great. Yes. That was great. Yeah, even had like the bird painted on it and all the classic. Well, they did a great job. I was, uh, I was uh, impressed. I'm going, oh wow. Okay. Now we're, now we're getting back to what we know. You're dipping, dipping your hands into, you're paying respects and homage to, you know, the lore that's come before. And I was pleasantly surprised. That was great. Yeah, me too. And it was a nice uh, little cool. action sequence. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good little action scene. It's cool. They took it out, just slice it in the nacelle off. And yeah. And then we get a nice classic. Star Trek style cliffhanger. They beam aboard the captain of their ship that rescued them. And it's none other than seven of nine. So yeah, that was, uh, I mean, obviously I knew she was on the show, but didn't see her turning up at this moment. So what'd you think of that? Very uh, good. Tip? Yeah. Yeah. No, nice seeing Jerry Ryan again. L- lovely as ever. And I, and I like seven. I know there's a lot of problems with the character. You know, she was there for TNA, that, the purpose she came in there, but she had, she, there was still problems with the character beyond that, but uh, I still did enjoy her for the most part and her character yeah. in Voyager. So glad to see her here. Can't wait to see what happens next. That, that's good. It's a nice capper mm. to the episode, but mm. I, I want to, well, first of all, you tell me what you think. Well, no, I, I mean, I, I agree. I thought it was great to see her. I always, 
liked her on on Voyager. I think she had she kind of had a rough not a rough go of it. They they uh, you're right. They brought her on for for pretty specific reasons, and you know, no question, she's a she's a lovely lady. Uh, but she at first I hated it. Like I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Voyager, and I'm still not. Um, so I hated it when they brought her on, but. Uh, as I've revisited Voyager over the years, I mean, she's probably my favorite character on that show. I thought she did a heck of a good job coming into that that cast that was understandably a little hostile towards her. So yeah, I really like. So it's nice that they, you know, thought that it would be a good idea to bring her bring her back around. I think it's I think it's great. Uh, I'm looking forward. I mean, is I wonder if she's gonna if like if she's part of the actual permanent crew here. Well, that would that would be actually nice. But mm-hmm. again, same thing. If she does stick around for the remainder six episodes there, you're going to be taking away from the rest of the crew. Yeah, that's a lot and of bodies on that ship. Them. It's not just the bodies. I, I don't think it's an, It's about the number. It's about she's there. I mean, honestly, I'm just going to only care about her interacting with her. Yeah, that's I true. Give, she's, I don't give a fuck yeah. about anyone else then. So. Yeah, that's true. That's a lot of... Yeah, she's a big character. It's a lot of gravity to, uh, it sucks, you know, a lot of oxygen she's going to take up if she sticks around for too long. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. I think she'll be, she might be in and out. So she'll be in the next one for sure. She might disappear mm-hmm. again for a bit, maybe come back around near the end of the season. That, that's kind of my take. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do want to ask you a couple questions. So okay. segue. So let's, let's talk about this refugee camp here. Mm-hmm. So they've been abandoned. Yeah. Seemingly by Starfleet and the Federation. So Starfleet and the Federation was unable to send the ships when Romulus blew up. Right. Okay. Yeah. I still have questions on that. Doesn't make a lot of sense. I think I have the answer, but continue. Okay. But now they've still abandoned these people, yeah. these survivors, leaving them there to rot. And that's not Starfleet's way. So... You know, it's not like they're, they're they're messing with the you know an undeveloped society, right? There's no to me. There's no prime directive. No, there's no prime directive here. here. No. So no. why and without any further story or explanation on what's happening politically in the ga- in this in the galaxy here, I'm a little confused on why the Federation is still not assisted these people because to me they're they they showed that they have not been back. Nobody's been back. Nobody's been back. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your thoughts on that? Okay. So the first thing, okay. So my understanding is that they didn't or couldn't send the ships because that's what was being built on Mars when it was destroyed. All of the rescue ships, right? So, and then, and then the, and then those Federation worlds, other, when we found out in episode two, when Picard went to ask for reinstatement was, you know, the other, there were other member worlds that were like, we can't, we're not sparing resources to help the Romulans. And I think my impression is that that just kind of became the status quo is like, well, they're Romulans, so we're not going to help them. And I think, I, I think I'd agree with you. Like that's not necessarily abundantly clear, but my, my feeling is that that's kind of what the show is going after. Cause you and I are bewildered, right? Like there's these people out there that need help. So just because they're Romulans, if you have the resources, why would you help them? And I think that is precisely what they're trying to say. If you think about whether it's refugees from Syria or from South America, where if we want to pick on Americans or they're like, well, they're not American lives. We're not sparing the resources. It's like you have the resources to help these people. So why don't you help them? Like what, what's the hold up here? Right. And that isn't, so that's what I think it is. And, and that's not who we've come to believe Starfleet is and the Federation is, but 
I think that is kind of the point. Like they're, they're, we talked about this a little bit before. They put Starfleet in a certain position so that they can put Picard in this position so that they can tell this story. Like they can use, they're trying to use that to be able to tell this story. They're, they're using Starfleet as a bit of a punching bag, I guess, in that sense, but. Well, the danger here, the danger here is that they may completely abandon, not just a, forget about just the people, these fictional people on this character, on this planet. That's fine. But if that's not, they may not even revisit this concept because you're, you're saying this is an important point to the story. Mm -hmm. So Picard can come out of retirement, get back out there and do something about it, right? Which is fine. But his mission is really about data. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the daughter and Soji and so on. That's really why he left. He left. He got back out there. Right. So it's not really about coming back to save these people. He just started. You just visited because he was hot. He was just passing by. Right. You know, it's like you know, you're the kind of like the non-important friend. I'm visiting somebody else, but because mm-hmm. you're here, <laughs> you're on you the know, way. I'll just I'll just drop by for a couple minutes and just say hi. Right. But, you know, I yeah. really don't still don't care about you. So I still have some issues here, not just from Starfleet and the Federation, but from Picard. So. If the character of Picard doesn't address this issue by the end of the series, Mm -hmm. then I think that's going to be a problem. Because, you know, even if Starfleet can't do something about it, like you have the other races out there that could help. You have the Vulcans who are the cousins of the Romulans, right? The blood relatives or offshoots. Of, of that race, and you think that they would would help? And you, you, the whole thing here is, I'm surprised he hasn't been name dropped, Spock, at all. Because he was name dropped, was he? Yeah, well, one of the holograms in the last episode name dropped Spock when he was talking about Picard. Like, oh, Picard was the arbiter of succession. He worked right alongside. He worked alongside Spock. Whatever, right? That was the last episode. Oh episode. yeah, yeah, okay. But I was hoping that maybe Spock's importance on trying to save Romulus would be. They don't need to explore it because we already know what happened mm-hmm. with the right. unfortunate movie, but be that as it may, it's part of canon. So you would think that the Vulcans then, and with the loss of Spock, he's a very important, you know, he's, he's like Vulcan Jesus, essentially. So, he is Vulcan Jesus. Yes. Yeah. So you would think that there would be other Vulcans out there trying to help. So there's just some, I know they're trying to tell a story. And if people are helping, there might be no story. <laughs> so I understand what you're saying. That Starfleet's a punching bag, the Federation's a punching bag, and if everyone was rolling around in daisies and everyone's holding well, no. hands, then there's no story to tell. But I don't only... think they're going to leave it out there like that. I think they're going to come back around to this. I hope so. Um, that, that's my point. Because... I, I, I hope so, because if they don't, then there's a problem there. That's a, I was just curious on what your thoughts are. There. So, yeah, I think they'll, my feeling is that they're, they're going to come back around to it. I, I, I really believe that. That's what's going to happen. But here's a question for you, just because... Just you brought it up. Who, who do you think would win in a fight, Spock or Jesus? <laughs> I think Spock would uh, outsmart Jesus. No, I mean in a fist fight. Oh, fist fight. Yeah, not in a test of wits or anything well, well, like that. I mean, like in a in a ponfar fucking you know ritual throwdown. What do well, you I'll think say this. Him? I'll say this. If Spock hasn't had sex for seven years, he's mm-hmm. got he's got Jesus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think I agree. That's my answer. Yeah, I think he's got I think he's got the edge there too. Yeah, 100%. But I'll just say this. Captain Kirk at any time has got anybody. So. Yeah, I guess unless he's had sex in the last 7 years in which case he's whatever, he's fine. 
Yeah, he's, his mind's in other places there. He doesn't have a focus. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, no, I just I was just wondering that for a while. Um, okay, well, I think I think that's the podcast, man. So uh, yeah, any other any other thoughts? No, but I All will right. say that I will say this: when Picard was telling those guys, uh, the people, the refu- that Romulan warrior nun. When he came back and visited, and he was just like, I haven't been back. I was, the first thing I thought of, speaking of Kirk, was the word Admiral. The word is no. I'm therefore going anyways. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I Kirk should... would have just handled this immediately. Yeah, yeah, he would have. Dealt with anything. <laughs> He's going to do what he wants. So. That is absolutely correct. He's going to do what he wants. All right. Well, I think uh, that's a wrap then. So, yeah, next up is episode five. I'm looking forward to that. I think it's another Jonathan Frakes joint this week. So I think that probably means we're going to see Riker and Troy this week, perhaps. So that'll yeah, be, so um, that'll be, that'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. All right, although, man, say, well, although saying no, that, that might mean another side quest. Another side quest. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, uh, we didn't even talk about that, but. Maybe we'll get into that next next week. We'll see. We'll see how it breaks down. Maybe there. Maybe Riker lives on Free Cloud. You know, he likes to play poker. So, a gambling planet. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe yeah, retired right. from Starfleet to be a professional intergalactic poker player. Yeah, that's right. He's on. He's on Poker Stars. He's on Poker Stars, and like Troy's wearing one of those weird like cat suits from Star Trek Five. You know, in that uh, <laughs> uh, lounge. Best fight in all of Trek, man. I don't know Greatest fight in all of Trek is so good. <laughs> So Sounds good, man. who would win in a fight then, that cat lady or or Jesus? Do you think? <laughs> good, it's one for the ages. That's one for the ages. Yeah, we'll have to ponder that. That'll one. be an antiquity. That will be an antiquity for sure. <laughs> all right, uh, man. I'll see you next time. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you then. All right, cheers.